Hi. Welcome to Malicious Compliance. Please enjoy. Solicitor embarrassed me and made me cry three times. So I became super efficient at my job. Story by Sabrina Spellman 1. This happened many years ago, I've only just found this sub and while my story is nowhere near as witty as the ones I'm reading, it still makes me chuckle. When I was around 19 I was working as a receptionist, in front of the house at a solicitor's office. It was quite small but very successful, four partners, the main one was the lady it was named after who was kind of fierce in a Judge Judy kind of way so I'll call her Judy. A new solicitor we will call Anna joined the team. We had a conveyancing, personal injury, financial and criminal department solicitor and she would be working family law and her specialty and the main focus would be helping domestic violence victims. At this time, all of the abused clients were women. She was awesome at her job, I saw so many victims of abuse while they waited in reception, and because they were so stressed and worried they would sometimes just tell me their life stories while they waited. I did my best to comfort them, sometimes they'd have to wait an hour or longer if something else was happening. Anna advocated hard for these women. Restraining orders, emergency hearings, police interviews, protection, arranging safe houses, and custody of children. I really admired her, and still do now. Those women needed her. The thing about Anna was she was extremely posh and well-educated she spoke better than the characters on Downton Abbey or even the Queen, but she was also very opinionated and she swore a lot. Hearing her talk about one of the husbands of a battered woman what an absolute twatting little cunt in a voice that sounds similar to the Queen made us giggle, but she reined it in and was most professional in front of clients. Most of my job was filing, typing voice dictation statements, and logging calls from the women with restraining orders who had been contacted by their ex-partner slash abuser. So I'd get a lot of calls hi Sabrina, he called me at 8.15am and 10am today also an email at 9pm through his mother's account, and things like that. It all had to be logged and reported for the court files. I got so many of these calls I'd recognize each by voice, this is important later. After she'd been there for maybe a month, she was featured in an article that put the office in a very good light, the article highlighted her important work in keeping these people safe, and we celebrated with her. But it went to her head and she became arrogant and snappy, with little put-downs here to the secretaries and other workers. She became pretty full of herself, getting snarky and barking out coffee. To me as soon as she walked inside. I let it go, she was stressed and doing something important. As it was so long ago, most documents had to be faxed. Her office was two doors away from reception. She would let me know if she was expecting something important and I would drop everything to rush the documents to her, waiting for legal stuff, police reports, or restraining orders could quite literally be a life and death situation for the clients. Sure enough, a restraining order document came through for a female client who was sitting with Anna in her office. She was crying, looked like she had no sleep, her story was horrendous, I had to type up some statements of hers, and I felt desperately sorry for her. The rule was if something important came through, I had to rush and interrupt any client meeting. The papers came through, I rushed to the office and handed them to Anna, and left. Moments later Anna was in reception screeching at me because the timestamp said it was delivered a whole hour earlier. I was confused I'd given it to her the moment it came through. She would not stop yelling that I had put this woman's life in jeopardy over my laziness and stupidity and I should be fired. She made so much noise that Judy came out of her office to listen, the founder of the company. Her face gave absolutely nothing away and afterwards she quietly just said please make sure to give the documents quickly in the future to avoid any more problems. It happened again. An eight, or so, page document came through for that same client who was in there with her, I rushed to her office handed them to her, and went to leave. Before I could, Anna started yelling at me again, this was an hour ago. 
What the fuck Sabrina what the fuck did I tell you? This time she started swearing and I couldn't get a word in and all of this was in front of the poor client who looked wildly uncomfortable. Judy came to the door, again and again, her face gave nothing away and just asked me to come with her. She asked if there was a problem, I explained and she thanked me. Anna then followed us out and started yelling at me that I had no respect or kindness in my heart for these women and I was lazy, utterly incompetent, and ridiculously not right in the head. I cried in the toilets. Over the next few days, the same client came in. Things had escalated further and had hit the newspapers, it was an awful case, so the four partners along with Anna were meeting with her in the same office. I went back in to give a file to one of the other partners there and Anna piped up was this from an hour ago too? There seems to be a pattern here. Again, in front of the client and her four bosses. It didn't bother me this time though. I'd had one of those moments in bed the night before, the moment when your eyes snap open while you're trying to sleep and you have that bingo. Realization moment. So I calmly just said, the reason why the documents appeared to be an hour late was that the clocks have changed for daylight savings time, I should have realized that when the ink was still not dry as I handed them to you. Sure enough, the document on her desk yesterday was a little smudged. The fax machine was old and didn't update the time. My little victory moment was spoiled because as I was leaving the office I tripped over my own foot and knocked my head on the doorframe giving Anna a good laugh. The next day a staff meeting was called about professionalism in the office, the client who witnessed Anna's meltdown had approached Judy, she was really upset to see Anna treat the staff that way and her swearing had frightened her. Judy was very clear that this was not acceptable, the woman had heard enough yelling and swearing for a lifetime. Anna begrudgingly apologized to me and I shrugged it off. Judy also apologized privately for not stepping in when she should have. No problem. My malicious compliance was next, every single call I had to log, instead of the main list I used on the computer, from the women I wrote on an individual post-it. So I'd be in and out of her office sometimes 10 times an hour. Her desk was flooded with post-its that just said 10 a.m. call from husband to client X. She was annoyed but this was what she asked for. I wasted a lot of post-its. The next bit got a little strange. A lady who was in a shelter-slash-safe house with her daughter called and said she was reconciling with her husband and she wants to drop the case completely and did not want to be contacted again. This happens, sometimes abused victims go back when it gets too much. This was a particularly brutal case, she'd been beaten really badly. I told Anna straightaway who said she would call her in a few days, calling right then might jeopardize her safety if he was there, and I said no, call the police. She asked why, and I said it wasn't her on the phone, I recognize her voice every time she calls, but it wasn't her. We called for a welfare check and sure enough, her husband had taken her forcefully back home and had his older daughter call the office pretending to be her. He was arrested. When it all worked out well and the lady was again in a much better safe house, Anna gifted me a bottle of wine and a thank you card and then asked me to stop with the post-its and that the message was received. She also apologized again properly. Sorry for the long post, moral of the story is don't treat people like crap even if your intentions are pure, and try to help someone. We can all be kind. TLDR I was treated badly and belittled in front of a client and cried in the toilets. I bombarded boss Anna with individual updates and progress updates on post-it notes, so she would see what I was handling minute by minute. Her office was flooded with yellow post-it notes and we handled a situation afterward together. We ended up working together. Boss tries to give disciplinary action for working too hard. Story by A.G. Anklani. Midway through my career, I found myself working for the most prominent private college in my state. I was in the IT department and was in charge of maintaining a few servers and all of the technology in classrooms. Every summer, we would receive our budget for the year, 
and the part of the budget I managed was spent mostly on upgrading the audio-slash-video presentation systems in the classrooms, and most of that work had to take place during the summer. This is fine, normally, but our college administration had created a ticking time bomb for me a few years before. They had decided to spend about $100,000 on a few classrooms but did not allocate any money in our budget to replace that equipment when it would eventually fail. I had been there for five years, and now that equipment was starting to fail. Increasing our budget was not an option, despite the faculty growing to depend on the equipment in these spaces. I was left to figure out how to make the same budget replace all of the equipment in those spaces as well as the normal set of classrooms that would need to be upgraded elsewhere. Fine. I was up for the challenge. I had to simplify and purchase more value brands of equipment and do extra work to cut corners. A couple of weeks of shipping delays for the majority of the equipment saw me with roughly one month to rip out, replace, rewire, and configure around 15 classrooms as well as update and test all of the existing classrooms within about a month before the semester began. Realizing the amount of work ahead of me, I began working. I came in every day of the week for 28 days straight working 8 to 10 hours to ensure that when the semester began, the professors would have working equipment. I was salary so I did not have to clock in. This gave me the freedom of schedule to work as little or as much as required. I worked myself sick and was literally sick at the end of the 28 days. My supervisor was a guy we recently hired, let's call him Gus. Near the beginning of the semester, while testing equipment, I realized that the audio driver in a common model of a computer we have in the classrooms was corrupted. Investigating it, I realized that the computer manufacturer had corrupted drivers on the web server which we downloaded it from. I asked my supervisor who was in charge of managing the image deployment server to rebuild the image with a non-corrupt version of the driver I had provided him. He said he would. I swing by the next day and ask him if he had completed the rebuild. He had not. I tell him I really need it as the semester loomed closer and closer and he tells me he will work on it. The next day, nothing. Day after that, nothing. Finally, he figures it out and I continue my work. He must have not liked being pressured and perhaps the perception that he was incompetent, he was, must have gotten to him. He decides to power trip and call me into his office and ask why I was working so much. I explain the administrative oversight a few years prior, shipping delays, cheaper equipment, extra required work, and his delaying of a working image. I tell him, look, I came in day after day after day asking for that rebuilt image. Each time I said day, I am poking my finger straight down on the edge of his desk enough that it makes a sound to emphasize that those delays hurt the work I was doing. He wanted to find some personal failing that he could pull out some form of disciplinary action around. I gave him none. Eventually, he ran out of ideas and I left his office, not thinking much of it. Gus, however, was a brown noser of the highest order. He would follow our IT director like a puppy. He joined a band with my IT director, so my work situation was not exactly fair. The semester began, and not a single issue in all of the classrooms was reported. I was proud of the work I was able to complete, given the challenges. On the second day of the semester, my IT director calls me into his office. There, Gus is sitting beside him and they both want to talk to me. I don't like the looks of this. My IT director starts asking me why I was working so much. I explained to him as I did Gus the various factors that made this summer's work extra challenging. This destroyed any valid criticism they could muster. Gus goes on to say that he innocently inquired about my work and that I became violent, talking about the gesture I made on his desk illustrating his failure to do his work in a timely manner. I demonstrate exactly what I did on the IT director's desk, to show how ridiculous the claim was. My IT director wanted to exert his authority, and they would not stop until they had something to discipline me with. Nothing I would say would change the result. 
I was to be in trouble, for whatever transgression they imagined up in this meeting. I make sure to point out how long it took Gus to do the small task that I depended on, knowing I could have completed it in about an hour. He was incompetent. My IT director then alludes to the fact that I should respect Gus more, as he is my supervisor. Screw it, I think to myself. I then tell my director, it is as if Justin Bieber was trying to teach you about music theory. It is only going to piss you off. This sudden, sharp, and, IMO, hilarious comparison was too funny. Both Gus and my IT director immediately laughed their asses off even though Gus was the subject of this insult. Once they had stopped laughing, my IT director put on a more serious tone. He says that I could manage my time better, despite the unique circumstances of this summer's work. His voice gets really soft and slow while he's talking to me now. This is a trick he forgot he told me that he uses in arguments to make the other person seem like they are out of control. It is condescending as if spoken to as a child. And now he is using it on me. He tells me that he wants me to take some time management classes. Also, to take a couple of days off and think about it. I just want you to think about it. However, he is going to need my keys and badge. Q malicious compliance. At this point, he has provided me with enough evidence that this is not a job I want to stay at. The absurdity of working so hard and for 28 days straight on a salary with no extra pay and being rewarded with disciplinary action was too much. That at that moment, I had thought about it. Without saying anything, I hand over my badge. I took all of the many keys off my keyring and set them on his desk. I have thought about it, I tell him in the exact soft and condescending tone he used with me. And you can keep the keys and badge, I told him with the biggest wry smile on my face. I then walk to my office. He follows me and I notice his eyes have become glassy as if he was hurt by the situation unfolding before him. He expected me to capitulate and accept his punishment for a job well done. He kept saying, I just want you to think about. With each time becoming increasingly desperate. And I kept repeating, I have thought about it. Hyde disappears back to his office with his little minion, Gus, to discuss damage control. I quickly pen an email to all my other co-workers letting them know I was leaving, and that I enjoyed working with them. I had to work quickly as I knew they would shut down all my accounts very quickly. I packed up my personal effects and left. Gus and my IT director offered to help me, trying to walk back the situation with some small gesture of goodwill, but I was gone. I had been there for five years, but I was willing to walk away the moment he tried to treat me so poorly. I found out a little later that the week before I left, a programmer we hired left after he treated her poorly too. I was not aware of the reason she left when she did, but our office manager shared that she quit abruptly like me, without anything lined up given his behavior. About a year later, I hear from the office manager that the IT director had left. Rumor is he was primarily working for another company while in his office at the college, effectively double-dipping, or making money for two jobs while only doing one. He had been caught doing so and was warned by the administration to stop. He opted to leave, instead of owning up to his own dubious behavior. My only regret is that I didn't leave that job sooner. Edit, rewrote and moved TLDR. Many comments have mentioned that I did this to myself, and gave them free work. Or that I should have not worked myself so hard. I chose to. That was never the issue. That my director discounted the challenges I faced and insisted that it was a personal failure was beyond me. I never complained to my director or supervisor about the situation until they tried to discipline me and I had to unpack the circumstances for them. When I started the job, several rooms and event spaces were non-functional and had fallen into disrepair. Issues existed across all of the classrooms. I worked for one and a half years to fix all of these issues and return them to working order. 
Once I had implemented more permanent fixes slash solutions, we went from four to five reported issues a day to a few every couple of weeks. I eventually implemented turnkey, automated systems that made my job very easy. At this point, I started assisting Gus in the help desk, he was the help desk manager. I worked with him and another support coworker to push down help desk tickets. No one asked me to do this, and I worked very well with them. I helped Gus with issues he could not fix and he was appreciative. This was not required of me, but I helped because I had locked down and automated all of my systems. But Gus was lazy, took smoke breaks all day, and made student workers who knew very little, but more than him, try to fix issues. I did not have a problem with him until I had to depend on him. Years of doing this work had shown me that addressing the issues while the campus was empty took a lot less total time as I had to schedule my work around classes, etc. Though it was stressful, fielding all of the complaints and getting additional pressure from my director if classrooms were not working would be worse, stress-wise. Once the semester began, I was fine. Had I remained, I would have taken time off and coasted through the semester like in previous summers. All of that extra work would have been balanced by a lot of days where I took a more relaxed pace and worked no extra hours for months. Some comments mention that I should have used this as a feedback mechanism to management. That is a private sector mentality. Academia works through grants and endowments. Just as I had entered the college to find whole rooms offline, the administration would have let those rooms break down and let the faculty deal with it. I worked so hard because I cared about the work I did, the faculty I supported, and how that reflected on me. One last thing, when I started working there, I tried a more communicative relationship with my director. Eventually, they got annoyed and left me with no direction. I had to determine my own projects and schedule unless something came down from the administration that required our department. Directors in colleges are more focused on high visibility projects and padding their resumes. Attention is paid only when problems arise. TLDR, greasy director and supervisor try to discipline me for working too hard. Asks me to think about it, go home for a couple of days, and take away my badge and keys. I think about it, and choose an option he did not anticipate. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.